very warm welcome to the four corners podcast thank you to everyone who's been listening uh to each each of the podcast episodes that come out we can see the the sort of numbers uh on our podcast software and so thank you so much for faithfully tuning in and listening to to what we have to say we hope it's been of some use to you and uh, and something for you to prayerfully consider I'm joined today by the lovely Anna. Um, you've heard her in previous podcasts, especially the, I think, our most recent one where she interviewed John and Anne Goodwin from Italy. Uh, it was such a joy to hear what they have to say about serving in Italy. Hello, Anna. Hello, Matthew. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's been, it's been really interesting, uh, some of these mission partner interviews. You did uh, Grace as well from Uganda, and we're getting a real sense of what it's like to serve God in these countries, and I think Italy is one of those uh, probably countries that we all wish that God would uh, call us to. I think so. It would be good. Um, yeah, it was great to chat to John and Anne. They yeah gave a really good flavour of what life's been like for them since they've moved over to Italy, the challenges they've had to overcome. Yeah. Although I missed a trick. I didn't ask them what their favourite pizza was. But <laughs> Hopefully not a Hawaiian pizza because I think they'd be booted out of Italy pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, no, we're always interested about what food mission partners enjoy while they're out there because you know, culturally there's so much so much that we don't really get in the UK that you experience then when you you go overseas um we're gonna soon have Brandon Nelson our UFM director in the US to talk a little bit about devotion which he did for a webinar recently um but before we do we want to discuss some of the resources that are available to mission partners and sending churches and um, particularly sending churches are our mission as an organization is to support churches in making disciples of all nations. And we really stress that that aspect that we are here to not only resource mission partners in serving God, but also sending churches as well, who we believe are best uh, equipped to identify and, and send and train mission partners um, into into the um, the mission field. So a little bit about that, Anna, t- tell, tell us about the resources that we've been doing recently for sending churches. Yeah, so you mentioned we've done some webinars lately. Um, these are, yeah, they're for church leaders and people involved in sending um, mission partners over the, overseas, whether they're from UFM or not, um, still is a relevant content. Um, so we recently did one um, about the fascinating topic of money and finance and um, what sending churches can do to support their mission partners whilst they're overseas in terms of budgeting and um, yeah, helping them navigate that, all those, all those difficult topics. Um, that was led by Jonathan, who's our head of finance here. Um, we also recently put, uh, put a webinar on, uh, it was about supporting your mission partners pastorally. This was led by Mary, who's our women's support, um, head of women's pastoral worker here, um, and uh, featured Brandon from overseas too, who's in the States. You'll hear about him shortly. Um, so yeah, that was um, some best practice for how you can support mission partners pastorally whilst they're overseas. Um, we've recently got, we've got one coming up um, in May, uh, which is led by uh, Rosalind, who's um, our TCK coordinator here. Um, she's going to be chatting about um, how you can support families with children. So mission partners that are overseas, how you can um, help them uh, with family life, how you can um, best support them with the needs that their children might have. Yeah, and you can sign up for this on the website, going to the events page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. really fantastic resources. We're very blessed to be able to uh, to share these and to, to be able to make them and to uh, hopefully encourage you, if you don't send mission partners already for your churches, is thinking about mission to to perhaps watch these and look at some of the 
um, challenges that, that, that you might face, but uh, also some of the opportunities that, that God is giving us uh, to do. Um, so we'll soon hear from Brandon. Just want to stress before we do, um, we're so, again, thankful for all those people that are listening in uh, into the podcast they come. This is still relatively new for us. We're, we're sort of learning learning on our feet uh, and uh, we just thank you for your patience as we do say do if you feel encouraged by what we're doing leave a review um, you can do on your various sort of podcast providers of uh, apple and spotify and um, and write to us uh, at comms at ufm.org.uk that's c-o-m-m-s at ufm.org.uk perhaps something you'd like to hear us do uh, someone you'd like us to interview um, or, or more of one particular thing you've already heard we're we're very encouraged by the feedback we're getting from this podcast. So thank you. Thank you for prayerfully supporting us um, as an organization and, and the mission partners. And uh, and please do continue to use our resources such as the Four Corners magazine uh, and the prayer calendar. So I'm now going to pass over to Brandon. This was a recording uh, made for the webinar uh, a couple of weeks back, and um, he's got a devotional to share with us today. Thank you. Start our time by opening up God's word together. And uh, we're going to look at uh, briefly Third uh, John. And uh, so the idea is we'll kind of see uh, pastoral care for our mission partners sort of in principle uh, in Scripture. And then we'll move on to kind of look at it in practice and kind of uh, look at what's what's most helpful, what we've been uh, learning. Um, so Third uh, John, I'll read verses one to the end of verse eight. It says the elder to the beloved Gaius whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoiced greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my beloved children are walking in the truth. Beloved, it is a faithful thing that you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are who testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, for they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. Uh, so here, uh, John is writing to this uh, brother in Christ called Gaius, and Gaius has done an exceptional job when it comes to caring for uh, these itinerant gospel workers that are mentioned uh, here in this epistle. So John is encouraging him and he's spurring him on in the work, but then he applies what Gaius is doing more broadly to, to the church in general when he says in verse 8, we ought to support people like these, like these, like these missionaries. We ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers for the truth. Um, and the word ought there it carries the idea of a kind of an ongoing obligation uh, that we all have to be involved in this work in this way. So this isn't just a kind of an optional extra for the kind of Gaiuses of uh, the world or in, in our churches that have a particular interest uh, in uh, mission work. Uh, this is for all of us. We ought to all be aiming to do what we can uh, to support our mission partners well. Uh, but just as we get started and thinking through this, I just want to ask one simple question in, in my time here at the start before I turn over to Mary, and that is why? Uh, why should we support our missionaries well? Um, 
Well, there's a twofold answer uh, that we, we see here, certainly in Third John, and there's some other things that we could draw out, but I just want to focus on these two things. Why should we support our mission partners well? Why should we therefore care for them pastorally? Uh, the two answers here is because of love and because of the truth. So because of truth and love, both are major themes in uh, this uh, epistle. And when you, of course, when you look at First and Second John, you see those themes coming through there as well. And then Third John is no exception. So we care pastorally for our mission partners out of a heart of love for them and a heart for the truth that they are proclaiming. Okay, so let's just look at those two together. So care for them pastorally, first of all, because of love. So Gaius takes care of the missionaries that, that come through the church because simply he loves them. You see that in verse 6. His care for them is described as his love for them. Uh, interestingly, uh, John writes uh, to him about his love for them uh, while modeling what it looks like to love someone at a distance himself. So as he writes to Gaius, he is writing out of a heart of love for him. That is clear. So verse one, uh, he talks about Gaius, someone whom he loves in truth. And then several times in verse uh, one, in verse two, in verse five, uh, down in verse 11, he refers to Gaius as beloved. So he calls him beloved. So he loves this brother, even though they're at, they're at a distance. The love continues, and he cares for them out of a heart of love for him. So we care for our mission partners simply because we love them. So where does this kind of love that we're called to come from? Uh, what, what does it look like? Uh, just, just a few things quickly. One is that this is a God-given love. Let's remember that. So when you look at verse 11, we're, we're, we're told that... Um, exemplary people that were to, to, to follow uh, are people who are from God. So, so the love that we are called to finds its source in God himself. This is agape love being spoken about in Third John. This is the love of God being expressed by John, by Gaius, by uh, others. If you go back to First John, you see it expounded in, in more depth, the love of God. You know, we love because uh, he first loved uh, us. So we experience the love of God in Christ, and then we go on to love others as we have been loved. We are empowered by the Spirit of God to love others as we have been loved by Him, and that should include our mission partners as well, those we love at a distance. Um, another thing about the love here is that it's, it's, it's God-honoring, um, so we should care for our, our missionaries, verse 6, in a manner that is worthy of God. You see that there at the end. It, it is a God-honoring love. Perhaps an, a way to ask ourselves this is if Christ himself was one of our uh, missionaries, if he was one of our mission partners, if he turned up at our church or was sent out from our church, how would we express our love to him? Well, here it says we're to honor or to love our missionaries in a way that is honoring to the Lord. You know, it's, it reminds me of Matthew 25, verse 40. Remember when Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to uh, me. And interestingly, in the list of uh, examples of that, he said, I was a stranger and you welcomed me, which is what you see Gaius doing. He's welcoming these itinerant gospel workers and caring for them in a way that is honoring to the Lord. Um, when it comes to the 
uh, God honoring love. We, we can see that if we if we love the Lord, we will want to care for his people well. So John 21 verses 15 to 17, uh, John re- recounts Jesus' words to Peter when he says, do you love me? And he says, do you love me? And then the, he says after that, feed my sheep. So if you love me, Peter, then take care of my sheep. So if we love Christ, we care about those whom he loves. We care about his church, and we care about those who've been sent out from the church. We care about our mission partners. Another thing, it's a, it's a, we might say it's a holistic love. Um, so, so notice what John cares about when in verse 2. So he cares about both uh, Gaius's physical health, but also his spiritual health as well, physical well-being and spiritual well-being. When Gaius then cares for these gospel workers, these mission partners, uh, he is providing the material support that they need, but also he's all in when it comes to the spiritual work that they are doing, proclaiming uh, the gospel. So both are important. And so our love for missionaries should be seen in both ways, too. And it also, just to say this, it's expressed in specific ways. We're not When we talk about loving our missionaries, caring for them pastorally, we're not just talking about how we feel towards them. We're talking about actions that can be seen. Uh, uh, love involves our actions as well as our uh, affections. Um, it's it's sad in, in contact occasionally, not, not often, but occasionally to be in contact with, with different mission partners and hear them say something along the lines of, um, we know that our church leader so-and-so loves us, they care for us, we we just we just never hear from them or or they don't, they're just not good at responding to emails or, or or something along those lines so so we know the heart is there but we can't look at the tangible specific way and say that's how i've seen it in recent days but that's not the case with john or with gaius here i mean we we could go out and list all sorts of details of tangible ways we can see it so john has been so john to gaius we see he's been praying for him uh, he takes time to to write to this brother who's at a distance he, he expresses his love by saying, Gaius, I love you. He's, he's, he's telling him specifically, it's interesting that term beloved that's often used uh, to refer to a group of believers is singular here. So here's one guy writing to another guy saying, brother, I love you. I'm, I'm for you. Um, do our mission partners know that we are, uh, know that they are loved by us? Um, he, he encourages him as well. So he, he sees the good work that uh, Gaius is doing, and he, he affirms it. He, he names it. He points to, to a place where he can see the grace of God at work in Gaius and encourages him in that way. I don't know about you, but that, that's a help to me. This past Tuesday morning, I had an older man uh, come up to me who had seen uh, me with my children in church, and he he mentioned that, and I thought, oh no, what did I do? You know, I just feel like I'm not not the best parent in the world uh, by any stretch of the means. But he he, he just talked to me. he pointed out something that some interaction with my son and that he was so impressed by, and here it is now, uh, you know, later in the week on on Thursday, and I'm still kind of encouraged by him just pointing that out. Uh, who does that for our, our missionaries uh, at a distance? Are we looking for things to to draw out like that? And of course, um, we've got him, John, instructing Gaius uh, as well. We could go on looking at lots of things there, but we'll hear more practical examples later on. But Gaius, with with the missionaries as well, you know, as they're traveling, they they will need a place to stay. They will need uh, food to eat. They will need uh, encouragement. So they they need hospitality. 
But inherent in the hospitality that Gaius is providing is a, is a welcome into the people of God uh, in, in that lo- locality. So they are, they are welcome. They are part of that church there. They are embraced as part of the people of God. Um, and so as, as our missionaries are going out, we're still remembering they are part of our uh, church. We still care for them. They still know that, uh, that kind of that welcome, even at a, a distance. And John talks about his faithfulness in this work as well. So there's that kind of an ongoing care. So this isn't just a, a one-off thing that Gaius does. It's an ongoing uh, practice of his to be welcoming and caring. Uh, and this is expressed towards these mission partners here. So do we love our missionaries? Uh, and then brief, briefly, the second thing is we, we care for them because of the truth. We care about them, but we also care about the truth that they are proclaiming. So John clearly writes with a concern for the truth, holding fast to it, walking in it, sharing it. He says to Gaius that he's encouraged by how he is walking in the truth. Gaius' life is being shaped by the gospel, and, and John wants to spur him on in that. These, these mission partners that Gaius has been caring for, in verse 7, it says they have gone out for the sake of the name. Okay, so there's the, the truth being expressed there. They've gone out to make Jesus known, the name of Christ known, where they have gone. They've gone out to proclaim the truth of the gospel. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby, whereby we must be saved. So they're proclaiming that name. But notice why he says that we should support them there at the end of verse 8. He says that we may be fellow workers for the truth. So when we take care of our mission partners, we are taking part in the work that they are doing. So if we care about the truth that they are proclaiming, the way we take part in the proclamation of that truth is by caring for them well as they proclaim the truth. So this should motivate us to care for them well. God is making his glory known to the ends of the earth, and we, we, want to, we, we should long to see that happen and to take part in that work. And if we long to see that happen, then that should motivate us to care pastorally for those who are on the front lines making Christ known in other places. Of course, the the well-known quote on this is is from William Carey, who says that if I I will go down into the pit if you will hold uh, the rope. Let me just uh, read to you a quote from Andrew Fuller, who describes those early days when this this group of brothers were were considering going and reaching people in India. So Andrew Fuller was the one that uh, William Carey said this to. He said, our undertaking to India Notice this is Andrew Fuller who didn't go saying our undertaking in India really appeared at its beginning to be somewhat like a few men who were deliberating about the importance of penetrating a deep mine, which had never been explored. We had no one to guide us. And while we were deliberating, Carrie, as it were, said, well, I will go down if you will hold the rope. But before he descended, he as it seemed to me, took an oath from each of us at the mouth of the pit to this effect. While we live, we should never let go of the rope. 
So may the Lord help us to vow, as it were, to never to let go to the rope, to say, God, by your grace, would you help me to continue to care for this mission partner? Because while they are in another place, I am involved in this work by holding on to this rope, by supporting them in what they are doing. Though we're in separate places, we are part of the same global mission. This isn't just their work. This is our work. And the way we take part in this work is in our care for them. So let's ask the Lord to help us to not let go of that rope. Um, So let's pray that he would give us a heart of love for our mission partners and a heart to see the name of Christ magnified in all the earth and places where he has called them. Uh, So I'm going to pray now, and I'm going to then turn it back over uh, to to Mary. So let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much uh, for this time we have to to share together uh, today. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the truth of your gospel and uh, and how you have revealed your love uh, for us in that gospel. And uh, Lord, we will want to see that truth proclaimed in all the earth. And Lord, we want to see others coming to know your love all over the world. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the wonderful privilege of being able to take part uh, in this amazing work you are doing around the world through caring for our mission partners. So Lord, I pray for each of us on the call uh, that you would uh, give us a heart to see the gospel made known to the ends of the earth. And Lord, that you would fill our hearts with love for our mission partners who are living with that end in view. And so help us to be faithful uh, to to the part that you've called us to play uh, in that great work. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Four Corners podcast brought to you by UFM Worldwide. Please subscribe for more podcasts like this and to support our mission family in prayer. Don't forget to like and share this podcast with friends and family. For more information about cross-cultural mission, visit our website, ufm.org.uk. UFM Worldwide, here to support churches and making disciples of all nations.